Harvey, I know you know this. This is not only the first Sunday of this new year, but also the first Sunday of this decade. And so, before I begin, what I what do you what do you want to see in this year? What do you want to see in this decade? What have you prayed for this year for you to see, for to for God to do for you? What have what what are you what have you asked God for next this decade? I don't know how you begun this year. You know, and I'll be very honest. Sometimes a fasting is not difficult for me; it's easy for me. So I begun this year about I was going to do about a week of fasting and prayer, I and mean, then fasting and uh, praying before God, spending at least three times a day in prayer. And for the last uh, three days, I'm very proud of our church. We went through 72 hours of continuous prayer. There might be little holes here and there, but we try to keep it. And, and I plugged in a lot of places where it was empty. But it was good, you know. And, and I tell you, in the midst of all that time and reading, and I was, did a lot of different things. But one of the things I did was really got to cry out before God. Really pray before God. I don't know what kind of prayer, what kind of cry you have before God. As you begin this year, this decade, what are you asking God? What are you crying out before God? And I'll tell you mine, just for a couple of minutes. This is not part of my message. And, and the thing was, uh, it was yesterday uh, morning, afternoon, when I was praying, uh, a passage in the Bible really hit me from um, Friday night's PPP on Exodus 33, where he talks about how Moses, God will come and see, talk to him face to face every day. And, and, and Moses will go out in the tent outside of tent outside of the camp, and, and whenever he walks in, when the, and God's glory will come. People knew that God came. God will talk to him face to face like a friend. I read that he just just broke me. God will speak to someone face to face. The thing is that we in Christ has a be, better covenant. We have a better promises what Moses said. Not only that, there he said, God, he began to cry out before God, unless, if, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. He cried out to God, God, what I want is you to go with us. If you're not going to go with us, do not lead us up from here. And then, and then he goes to pray, and God says, I will do whatever you want. I'll give I'll, my presence to go with you. Then he cries out, God, show me your glory. And God shows himself. Powerfully to him. And I, as, I, as I was meditating on the passage, my heart broke. This is my cry. Father, I want your presence to go with us, me and this church. Because he, Moses prays, how then can it be known that I, I, I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not that you by, by your going with us, so that we, I and your people, may be distinguished from all the other people. And he prays, and God, this is what I pray, I cry, God, that your presence go with us. We don't want to do just spiritual, I don't want to just do religion, I don't want to just do some religious stuff, I want God to be with us in all that we do. I'm not just talking about experience, experience is part of it, but I want his 
presence and nearness. I want to be with God. That was my cry before God. I was praying. And that noon, yesterday, yesterday noon, uh, noon prayer time, somebody was uh, there in the room with me and took a picture. You know, I, and and more, or me praying. I didn't look that good. You know, but she put it up. Okay. That's what I was praying. I don't know how you begun your year. In midst of my prayer before God, God, what do you want to show me? What do you want me to see this year, the year to, years to come? The thought God has given me was by faith. By faith. By faith. And this motion, and this is the title of today's message. And what I want to share with you, I believe this is setting a sail for us. For not only for this year, but years to come. Yesterday, the pastor usually talked about this. Setting a sail. This is really a, I believe, word that we need every one of us. Not only this year, but every year, but this, especially this year. I'm praying that as we follow, as we go after this promise God is giving, that we will see miracles, we will see breakthroughs, we will see the life that lived in God's supernatural presence. Amen? The title is By Faith. And, and, and I did my, I, part of my uh, pre- preparation for the message is Google search. Guess what I found? By faith. Remember the picture? If you know anything about our Hope Church, a few years ago, this was our welcome screen. Where uh, Steve Stock found somewhere. And, this is what, and then I, I found this thing by faith with that background. By faith. This picture reminds me that faith is a journey that we are on. Today's text is Hebrew 11, whole chapter, as well as, as, well as portions of Deuteronomy 13 and 14. And as I was praying, as I was hearing God, by faith, God gave me two stories in the Bible in mind to consider. First was, Hebrews 11, verse 8, by faith, Abraham. When he was called, he obeyed. He he went out to a place where he will receive God's inheritance without knowing where he was going. By faith, Abraham. A couple of things before we begin. One, you know, when you talk about faith, faith is so important, and we need to clear what what does faith mean. What is faith? Let's talk about a few things here. The, in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, Apostle Paul says this, For the gospel reveals how God puts people right with himself. How, the gospel talks about how God makes all the people who come to him make right with him. It is through faith from beginning to the end. It is all about faith. As the scripture says, the person who is put right with God through faith shall live. Oh, the King James Version I love simply says, the, the just shall live by faith. Another verse, it says, Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. I give you three versions. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Or CEV says, but we live by faith, not by what we see. I like good, a good news translation. 
For our life is a matter of faith, not by sight. Think about that. And Bible is clear. It is by faith a child of God lives. Not only that. In and and let me just jump in, jump into. Uh, let me look at this. This verse. Look at verse two here. Hebrews eleven, verse two. For by it, by faith, the man of old, the people of olden days, the the saints of old, gained approval by faith. You are, you get you are approved. You find approval. And you please God through faith. Therefore, Hebrews eleven. Uh, uh, Verse uh, 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, you cannot cannot please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that God is, God exists. And that God is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. You see, we live by faith, we begin by faith. We live by faith. And by faith, we get God's approval, we please God. And without faith, we cannot please God. And faith is important. Now, I want to give a simple definition here. This is just one aspect of faith. Faith is seeing with God's point of view. Let me say, let me say that again. Faith is, in some ways, seeing God's point of view. Seeing things, everything, with God's perspective. God's view and perspective. Amen? Okay. Now, um, the couple's story, and I, I, this is my prayer for us in the midst of talking about faith. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, this is what I pray for our church for many, many years. I ask that your minds may be opened to see His light so that you will know what is the hope to which He has called you. How rich are the wonderful blessings He promises His people. My prayer is that God will open your eyes, open your eyes to His light, to see who God is, what God has promised for you, what what He has planned for you, and you'll be able to walk in it. That's my prayer for you. Amen? Let me move on. A second story that God reminded reminded me, showed me was about in, in Numbers chapter 13 and 14, Israelites, by God's powerful hand, through the leadership of uh, Moses, came out of Egypt. And they walked through the Red Sea. And they were in wilderness for about two years. Getting ready, getting the word of God, learning how to live in God's presence by building a tabernacle. And they are at the, at the right place to enter into the promised land. It should have been taking so much shorter time, but it took two years because a lot of people, there are a lot of things to be prepared. When they're ready to go in, rather than going in, Moses said, you know, before you go in, we let's check out the land. Send, you know the story, send 12 spies, one from each tribe, send 12 spies into the land. You know the story. The story really says clearly about faith. What we, how do we see? What do you see with? Now let me stop here for a second. I want to put our church in the mix. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many of you remember. I came back to Maryland, year two thousand. 
from uh, I was studying Guru Kanwar. I came back to Maryland is my second time around. In 2000, and we came, and became, we began to work with hope. We called it ministry those days. It took up, this is actually we are moving into a third decade as a whole. First decade, first decade, year 2000s to 2010, nine, actually the year, years where we were birthed. We were little, tiny, a lot of nothing, and then God birthed us into a church. In 2008, we became a church. Next decade, second decade, 2010, December, we moved out our mother church, and we began to go out looking for a place for us to build, find. We say we'll take three, four years, we'll save up and get ready, and be able to get our place to move out. And became took 10 years. And I, I sort of, I, we hinted at it a little bit, I think, last few weeks. By December last month, which is about a year after, almost a year after we left um, the, our mother church, we are at the point of signing and being part, being part of the owners of ownership of this building, the gathering place. We're almost like Israelites who one, were in the wilderness two years getting ready to go into the promised land. We almost were like at the place ready to move in. And I feel like 2020, this, this decade is about, I believe God is saying, it's time to build. Time to build. No longer wondering. Time to build your house. Build God's house. I believe it's time to God's, uh, come to build. And just to, uh, this is sort of not inside joke, but inside thing. Uh, Daniel, right, I know you, uh, I, I want you to know something. Today we are having the small group leaders training meeting today. I believe it's very significant. I believe God is saying we are building this house as God wanted it to be. I'll get to mention that with the leaders today. So I think it's in the place. Now they sent 12 spies into the land. Do you remember those names of those, those 12 spies? Does anybody remember the name, names of those 12 spies? Joshua and Caleb? What about the other 10? Nobody knows the other 10, right? Nobody knows the other 10. You only know two because naysayers, critics are never remembered. They are never remembered. Those who believe, those who move in faith are remembered, are called heroes. Now, this story tells us what it means to walk by faith. Now, you see, the, you know the story that the 12 men went in, I think, 40 days and comes back, and they were supposed to give report. Ten of them gave a report. And their report shows with what eyes they saw the land. They, are, say the, they saw the land with the eyes of fear, not of faith. You know, you know the story, they come back and they say, and they say, indeed the land, it is a magnificent country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is some fruit we have brought as proof. Many people think that those fruit are huge and gigantic. You see the pictures, you know, the drawings of people carrying one, one bunch of grapes by two people, it's so, so huge. And then look at verse 28, but, big but here. But 
The people living there are powerful. And their cities are fortified and very large. And what's more, we saw Anakim. You look right there, it's the worst. Anakim. Anakim, giant says, you know, you know what, when I saw Anakim, I didn't know my daughter's name was in the Bible. Oh, I didn't, I, maybe, I thought maybe this is where the Anakin, the Star Wars got his name. Anakin means descendants of Anaks. Anaks were giants in the land. There were Anakims there. The, by the way, in, in Hebrew, uh, im, like a, I am, means plural. Anak, Anakim, Anakim means Anaks, multiple Anaks. Anyway. See, you know, what happened was, they go into the land, they come and they say, the land was good, but you know what? They saw problems. When you see with eyes of fear, you know what happens? You exaggerate, exaggerate our difficulties, our problems. What they saw was problems. And the land is great, but there are people living there. They're mighty, they're huge. You know what it says? And a few verses down, and a few verses down, a few verses down, and they said, not against these people as strong as they are. We cannot get in. The other spies said, they would crush us. So the majority report of the spies were negative. The land is full of warriors. The people are powerfully built. And we saw some of the Anakim there. Descendants of ancient race of giants. Look at what it said. We Fell like grasshoppers before them. They were so tall. You know, when, when you, when, when they come in, what they, when they went in, they didn't see things with faith. They saw with their human eyes. What they saw was challenges. What they saw was problems. And problems looked so big, so huge. Look at what, and let me just highlight this. We, Became like grasshoppers in our own sight. We felt like grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. They were spies. They didn't even see them. How did they know that they looked like grasshoppers to them? See, when we see, when you do not see with eyes of faith, we, we end up exaggerating our problems. And you know what happens? We also underestimate our abilities. He said, We felt, we looked like we felt like grasshoppers. Of course, they are not grasshoppers. Then all the people, and you know, and you know what happened? And then all the Bible says, and all the people hearing the, that bad report, you know, the negative, uh, negative reports, negativity has a way of being very uh, um, contaminating. Very easily spreadable. And the whole people, when the people heard these majority report by 10 people, they wept, they, they were weeping all loud, and they carried on all along. They cried all night long. We came all this far, we, are, we thought we were going into promise, and what's going on? They're weeping and crying, and they got discouraged. You get discouraged when you do not see with faith. When you look around the world at things going on, and we see, we get easily discouraged. I know many people are scared and worried about and the President Trump's order to kill the Iranian general, supposedly a really, really bad man. 
who should have been killed out anyway. And people worried about wars and all kind of things. When you look at things in, in, in the world and in our lives, it's easy to get discouraged. Easy to see how big the problems are. We see ourselves very, very small. And all the sons of Israel, you know what happened after that? And, and then all the sons of um, Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt. Or would that we had died in this wilderness. And it, although they saw God's milk, how they got brought them out, how they walked through the Red Sea and everything, how God provided for them last two years in the desert. They said, oh, we'd rather have died. Not only did they, they got discouraged, they began to grumble, grumble, and complain about situations in life. And you, know what, 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 you know, what happened after that is that you see when that happened, we easily turn into where we get to blame God. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Would it be better for, wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted against themselves, among themselves. Let's choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Really? You want to go back, be slave again? Slaves again? Really, the, the days in the past passes better? They were slaves of 400 years. You'd rather go back there than going to the promised land God has given you? Because you're scared? You know, somebody said, at least slavery is safe. I know where we are. Going, studying a new thing, going to the, going by going to a new place is uncertain and scary. I'd rather be safe and be in slavery than be uncertain and and be worried, fearful with the new things. That's what that often happens in our life. How do you look at our lives? This is what happens when we, without God, we end up looking at things in this way. We end up seeing things in this way. This is what happens when we see with eyes of fear. But we are not those kind of people. We, have, we are not hopeless in this world. We have God who is with us. Amen? Now, I need to stop you and see a couple of things here. This is important. One of the, important. One of the verses in the Bible that really, really convicted me is that when Jesus went to his hometown, Nazareth, the Bible says he could not do many miracles there because the lack of their faith. Because the lack of their faith, Jesus couldn't do miracles. Jesus who walked on water. Jesus who fed 5,000 people, men, and plus more with five brethren to, to fish, which is a boy's lunch. He, he will raise the dead. He will stop the raging sea and calm the wind. He couldn't do many miracles in there because they didn't have faith. Listen carefully. We limit God by our unbelief. Our, our unbelief, we limit God. We live in this world like there's no God. There's no God who is for us. This is what those 10 men have saw. The majority report. By the way, often the majority report is always negative. It is usually minority report which will be more positive. 
It's easier to criticize, oh, we cannot do it. You know what? I'm like that. So like, no, we cannot do it. And when, you, when, you, when, when we decided to move up here from the college park, in, the, in, the, in that area, I, was a, I, was, I, I came here kicking and screaming. I was the last one. And, and, and I think everybody, has to, all the elders and leaders has to convince me to move. And I was, I was a, I don't know, I have a, just, you know, critical, uh, but this, what do you call, no, we cannot do it kind of mentality. You need to get out of this. Think about this. We limit God by our, our unbelief. But when we see with the eyes of faith, many, many things happen. You know, uh, as a child of God, you know, what do you do? But when I come and I see problems and I come to new things, I, I see problems. I say, I come to God, I look to God. God, what kind of God are you? You are mighty God. You are good God. You are awesome God. You have done things before. You are same yesterday, today, forevermore. I begin to remember who God is. You know, one of the first things that happens when I do that is, I see that my problem is not that big. Because I see great God. Look at what, look at what uh, the Bible says. Two of the spies, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, ripped their clothing and said to all the people, It is a wonderful country ahead. And the Lord loves us. He remembered out of all the conversation, he, God loves us. Remember in this report of those 10 guys, majority report, they didn't mention nothing about God. They only saw who they were, what they saw. They were walking by what they saw, what they see by sight. Here you see Caleb and Joshua says, Lord loves us. And he, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is not us, God will bring us into it. He saw things with God in perspective. It is fertile land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they all do not rebel against the Lord, do not fear the people of the land, for they are but bread or rice for us to eat. They are just a rice to eat. They are like kalbi or the steak for us to eat. But the Lord is with us. They saw with God being with them. He has removed his protection from them. Don't be afraid of them. You see, the other ten saw in the eyes of fear. But, and Joshua and Caleb saw with God in their sight. They saw with faith. Faith is seeing all things in God's perspective, God in mind. See, we are called to be people of faith. We've begun by believing in Christ Jesus. We've begun with the faith. And that faith needs to grow and begin to see who God is. Begin to live differently, walk differently, think differently, act differently, respond differently, even feel differently. Amen? By faith. See, I said faith is seeing with God's point of view. See with God in mind. See what God says. This is why I began the year asking God, what do you want to show me? What do you have, what do you have in mind for us? Not 
What can I do? But what do you have? Do what do you have for us? What are your promises for our church? What are your plans for us, God? What is the blessings you want to give? What are the mountains you want to move before us, God? I begin to ask. You know, I'm, I'm learning something. Okay, let me slow down a little bit. Let me take a breath. And I did, this is a side note. It's not in my sermon, but I need to say, how do you hear the voice of God? Jesus said in John chapter 10, my, my sheep hears my voice. How do you hear the voice of God? You know, I thought about it. How do you hear somebody talking to you? You you hear because you talk to them. And they talk to you, right? And then, and and the person will not tell you something unless I'm asking. Do you like me? You know, you know, you see, this is why my favorite verse, I, I didn't realize it, my favorite verse in the Bible. One thing I've asked of the Lord, that I shall seek, I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of Him in the temple. When you ask Him, He speaks to you, talks to you, tells you, tell you things. God, what do you think about me? What do you, how do you see my problems, God? What, what, what do you have? How do you want me to go through this problem? When you ask God, He speaks to you. When you offer, we do not ask Him. We just think, God, speak. So what do you want, what do you want me to tell you? Think about it. One of the ways you hear God is, ask God, talk to Him. Ask God, God, what is in your mind? So what are you asking this year? What are you seeing? Faith is seeing with God's point of view. You see, as you, as you begin to look at all things, one of the things we realize is, one, God says, is anything too difficult for God, for the Lord? Think about it. Is anything too difficult? Of course not. I don't care how big the problem is. Is anything too difficult? You see, when you look with God's point of view, your problem looks small. It's beginning to shrink. Time becomes tiny. If God opened the Red Sea and let His people, two million people, walk right through it on, on the dry ground, surely He can make things happen. If He raised the dead, surely He can do anything for us. You see, faith shrinks my problems. Nothing is impossible for God, right? In Luke chapter 137. You know, and this is another amazing verse in the Bible. Jesus told his disciples, have faith in God. If you have faith in God and don't doubt, you can tell this mountain to get up and jump into the sea. And it will. Did you get that? If you have faith in God and don't, do not doubt, you can tell the mountains, this mountain, to get up and jump into the sea. And it will. I know you, I know hear this, this like the Jesus, if Jesus is speaking, does he lie? No. No, no, I, I don't think anybody really believe that. How many of you actually went out to Mount Mountain? You better move. I, I believe God can do that. You move. How many of you ever tried that? It's, this is a rhetorical thing. God, Jesus is saying, if you believe, you have faith in God, and if you do not die, you speak to the mountain. 
It will get up and jump in the sea and it will. Everything you ask in prayer will be yours if you have own, if you only have faith. We are not saying something about some magical things here. What you're saying is that if God said he will do it, if God said it, he will do it. You believe it. And God said he will do it. You ask God, he will do it. If we are not talking about claiming it and claim it by faith and it's ours, that kind of thing. No, we are talking about what God says about his word. If you have faith. This is why Matthew 13, it says, Jesus couldn't do many miracles in there, there because, because of their lack of faith. He was amazed that they had no faith. You know, faith opens the door for miracles. Listen, the faith opened door for miracles. Amen? Only one person says amen. <laughs> this is not my word. God says, Jesus, God said, Jesus says, more than once, he says, if you believe, if you do not doubt, have faith, you speak to the mountain, it will move and fall into the sea. It will do it. What mountains do you have before you that you need to speak? What mountains do you have before you you need to speak to, to move? What challenges do you see that where God need to, God need to, you ask God to come and move? Remember Jericho, right? The stories in the Bible are not just stories. God is teaching us things. When they went to the biggest city, fortified city, first city of, in, in that promised land, Jericho was a mighty city. You know what? They, they didn't even shoot an arrow. They didn't even swing a sword. But the wall fell down. And God gave the city to them. God makes things work. Faith opens the door for miracles. Look at this. I love this thing too. Amazing verse. According to your faith, will it be done to you? According to your faith, it will be done unto you. According to your faith. What kind of faith? According to your faith. Faith moves God. You see, according to your faith, meaning, what kind of, do I have a big faith? You have faith in God, how great God is. And, and, and if, if my faith is tiny, that's what I'm going to get. You see, I don't know if I put the slide up there. Oh, God said, you get to choose how much I will bless you. God says, you get to choose how much I bless you. Isn't that what God was saying? According to your faith may be done to you. It will be done to you. God said, you get to choose how much I will bless you. How much do you want to be blessed? If your father is, who is the richest man? No longer Bill Gates, right? Yeah, yeah the, the owner of the Amazon, right? If your father is, what is he saying? Jeff, Jeff, Bezos, okay. Like it sounds like Bozos. <laughs> if, he, if your dad is, you know, the, let's say Bill Gates. Okay. Let's say, let's your father is your Bill Gates. Your dad says, any car you want, I'll get you for your 18th birthday. What are you going to ask? You're going to ask for Corolla? As good as Corolla is? What would you ask? 
What did you ask? Think about it. God says, your faith, according to your faith, may be done to you. You will get, you get to choose how much I bless you. What are you asking? What would you ask? I don't know if I want a Bentley or the, you know, Rolls Royce. I don't know, I don't know whether I want a, you know, Hummer with everything decked. I don't know what I want. But you know, you ask. It's God said, you get to choose how much God blesses you. Isn't that what God says? Isn't that what God says? According to your faith, it will be done to you. There's another amazing promise in the Bible. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For no matter how many promises of God has made, they are yes in Christ. They are yes in Christ. You know, by some, some, some scholars say there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. Over 7,000. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. No, I'm, I'm just speaking God's word. God, God's word says, those are yes in Christ Jesus. You see, faith unlocks all of God's promises. And the thing he often issues is that we do not know what his promises at all. We do not know what he has promised for us. This you need to know. Ephesians chapter 1, it says, Blessed be God of our Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father of our Lord Jesus, who has, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Every spiritual blessing. This is one of my favorite prayers I pray for you guys. Ephesians 3. Now glory be to God, who by His mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. God is able to do far more abundantly beyond our thoughts, our desires, our hopes, our dreams, and everything else. This is my prayer for us. God, you know, and God allows us to dream. Faith allows us to dream. The faith turns God, God-given dreams into reality. I don't have time to explain all these things, and I'm just uh, mentioning a few. Uh, but if, if I stop this, I sound like prosperity gospel. If I stop this, I sound like God will give you everything you want. But you know what? That's not true. That's so much more. That's bigger than that, greater than that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, it says, We are pressed on every side of, by trouble, but not crushed and broken. Apostle Paul talking about how he suffered for Christ. We are perplexed because we don't know why things happen as they do. But we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. You see, chapter 11 of 
Book of Hebrews talks about by faith, by faith, by faith people do a miracle, by, by faith people saw great things happen. But you know what? If you look at it carefully, God reminded me as I was, actually I wrote whole chapter 11 with my own pen. I show you. I've been writing it out in a end with my own things. As I read, I, I realized something. In the, at the end of chapter 11, more than one verse, a number of verses, there's amazing things in there. I bet you do not, did not know there was there. It says, what, shall, what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, Samuel, and prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of miracles, Obtain promises and goes down. And then verse 35 says, Women receive back their dead by resurrection. This is where everything turned for me. And others were tortured, not accepting their release, so that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others experienced mockings and scourgings, yes, also chains and imprisonment. By faith, they were stoned. By faith, they were sown in two. By faith, they were tempted. By faith, they were put to death with the swords. You see, it's not just that. By faith, we do great things. By faith, we do great things in, in through difficult times. By faith, faith helps us to hold on in difficult times as well. Yes, it opens the doors of miracles. It moves God. But also faith helps us to hold on. In times of difficulties. Because this world we are living in, there are difficulties. Some challenges, God will break it open for us. Some challenges, we have to go through it. But faith gives us strength and courage to hold on. Because we see better things, greater things God has planned for us. Amen? See, faith gives me strength to hold on in tough times. Because we do not see this, we get we struggle. God, I pray, why don't you do this for me? Why is this problem still lingering on? You forget. Sometimes, oftentimes, faith gives us strength to hold on in those difficult times. See, when you look at Book of uh, Hebrews, chapter eleven, everywhere it says by faith, Abraham. For example, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going by faith. See, see those ten spies, they saw with the eyes of fear. But the, Caleb and Joshua saw with eyes of faith. But Abraham, we call him father of faith, one who really uh, lived by faith as an example for us. By faith, Abraham, he obeyed. By faith. You, 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 you see that chapter 11 goes down with by faith. By faith, Abraham. You see, faith acts, responds, lives, seeing with God's point of view. Faith is not just, I, I believe, no, not that. It's more, so much more than that. True faith actually acts and lives and responds because we see God. Faith is not just something in your mind or feeling. It is something... It leads you to do things. Faith moves you to do things. By faith, we obey. By faith, 
We pray by faith. We receive the dead. By faith, we things happen. By faith, acts. Seeing with God's point of view. I'm almost done. I think I went through many, many slides. I have a few left, I think. See, by faith, Enoch. Remember the story? By faith, Enoch ended up pleasing God. He walked with God. He didn't even faith death. God took him up. He's one man who so pleased God, he didn't even die on the earth. He went to be with God forever. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham obeyed. And he gave up his son, Isaac, a sacrifice. By faith. By faith, Moses goes on. The thing that God is really remind, telling, me, uh, telling me and speaking to me and our church is, what about you? By faith. See, this year and the years to come, may we be people who will be known as, by faith, you, by faith, Daniel Lee, blank. By faith, Sally, blank. You know what I'm getting at. Faith is seeing with God's perspective, God's view. And our story is yet to be written. I got some two things that I got from the material that I'm looking at. You know, this little pin is called Heroes, Heroes of Daring Faith. It says, a daring faith hero. A pin. That you are a hero. These men in the book, book of chapter, book of Hebrew chapter 11 are heroes, the heroines of faith. Pin. Hero of faith. And maybe God will put it on you saying, by faith, Brian Lynn. God said, you are the hero of faith, example to many. Okay. Oh, what are you doing? No. How many of you want? How many want one of one of these? How many want one of these? I, I, you know, I, I'm little. Okay, both husband and wife. Oh, went perfectly went to both at the same time. Think about it. By faith. By faith. Yesterday, Pastor Yushik was here uh, leading PPP for Covenant and Hope Kids and Chosen and shared something, something interesting. He quoted a book. Was it set up sales? Those, uh, uh, A.W. Tozer's book, Set Up Sales. He talked about how when you set a sale in a certain direction, whether it's window or not, it will set a, set a, set a, your sale in a certain way and your boat, your ship will go. If, if wind comes, you'll go fast. If it doesn't, it may be slow, but that's the how your boat, the direction you're going. You are setting a heart, setting a mind. Today, as a people of God, we set a heart to walk and live and move by faith. To see God's name be lifted up. To miracles to come. And doors to open. And that God will be honored. And end the earth. And God will bless us. God will bless us. God will strengthen us. We said, uh, 
faith, instead of sails in a certain direction, we will see with God in perspective. One of the promise God I've been holding on to God for many, many years is Isaiah 41. 4031. 40, right? Some of you, I think, need your favorite verses. Those who wait upon the Lord, or means those who trust in the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, those who have faith in the Lord will gain new strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. Eagles soar really high. When you soar that high, you, you see the problems, they're tiny. Though, though, you, though you run, you're not tired. Though you walk, they'll not be weary. It says those who hope in the Lord, those who trust in the Lord, those believe in the Lord, wait upon the Lord, will gain new strength. May the Lord God give you strength as you walk by faith. By faith. Your, your story is still being written. May it be where it will be written as by faith. Holly. Blank. By faith. Amen.